0: Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR Podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR Conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps Podcast.
1: Hey, hey. Hey, Hey, hey.
0: It's Night Dream.
1: Yes. I like your icicle
0: review of Montreal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My my wife, uh, she follows a lot of people from Montreal, too. And someone posted this really cool review, like a walkabout of Montreal, and like a rating 10 out of 10 or 20 out of 10 for icicles, how dangerous they were. Like, this one will kill you and your whole family. (laughs)
1: But you should see on my on my street, like there's a lot of after war uh, like little buildings, like little houses. And there's some icicles that are like maybe like four four feet long. Wow. Like it's just it's just really fun. Like just the kids are just like, can we go on the on their property and get them? And just like
0: nah. How nah, nah, about them. Can we hang off the eaves and like knock off uh yeah. all the icicles? Uh,
2: See, we lucked out. We have no snow and have have dropped to
1: sub zero degrees here. So, yeah, compared to the other side of the Rockies where they have like the polar vortex, I think they're yeah. like minus forty or something. It's just like whoa! <laughs> you have a nice layer of protection.
0: Yeah, we just got a cold snap here. I mean, it's actually supposed to be minus cold eight snap. tomorrow. Yeah, Celsius. Room, so, no, and it actually snowed for an hour here. I mean, we've had no. we've had lots of snow before, but it was like just yeah. tiny little flecks. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, we got we got like two big
0: snowstorms in Montreal. Uh, the
1: second one was the the, the fun the, the fun one, like especially like to build forts and stuff like that, because we had like a a few days of like like mid like like minus five to zero for a few days. Then, like, it's the ideal um, time to do the constructions and like little forts and like, like my 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 backyard is like a two forts with like little tunnels, but like nice. safe tunnels. Yeah, like, yeah. if they crumble, they they just like the kids don't die. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> when I when,
0: when I was a kid, we lived in in a co op, and there was like two or three buildings next to each other, and there was like a, a courtyard. And so, the, for some reason, the snow plows would just put all the snow and they would compact it into like part of the courtyard. So you just dig tiny little tunnels into the, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remember playing that all the time. Nobody died that I know of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My dad used to uh, live by a river and they would like plow the, the snow on the side of the river like that, but he would climb on those mountains. But one time, like the the mountain was just like slowly liquefying and he was stuck on the other side, <laughs> but somebody was able to save him. But if not, like he was uh, sliding, uh, to the Get beach the club library. but uh, not kind of a not that kind of beach party so yeah
0: well we're lucky here in Vancouver there's lots of little mountains nearby so I took the kids skiing on Friday and there wasn't nice wasn't very much snow. I mean there was it was a little bit scratchy but we could see a hill over people were hiking up like another kilometer up and it was just fresh powder and people were skiing down. It was just like yeah. please don't avalanche please don't <laughs> are you good at, at uh,
1: alpine skiing
0: uh it's been a few years but uh, yeah I know it's been 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 fun uh, just to take it's the first time we can do something as a family together just go skiing so but yeah I'm super bad at it like whenever like there's a little bit of frozen condition I just
1: go back to the like snow plow pizza snow snowplow and the, and it, like you see all those kids that are super like un- unnerved or like no problem and I'm just like this crazy 40 year old like just oh my god what am i what, what have i subscribed to like
0: yeah just, uh, my little one she's a daredevil but my older one is getting a little more scared because she's more reasonable and she's like i don't think we should go down there i'm like oh yeah and she's like no <laughs> it's like,
1: double diamond oh yeah, yeah. like
0: <laughs> yeah we, we had a couple crashes we went two weeks ago and there was snow so it was like a little bit more powder this time it was a little bit scratchy our friends, yeah. our friends who are snowboarding are like falling a couple of times and they're like, there's not enough snow. <laughs>
1: yeah. And sometimes like I see like snowboarders,
0: like when they, they,
1: they really break. Like I saw a little girl the other day, the other day, like she, she braked in front of me, like, but very fast. And then she just like smacked, yeah like, smacked the the, 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 snow. And I was just like, are you all right? And she was just like,
3: hey. she, <laughs> she
1: continued on. So, okay. Yeah.
0: It's either you fall on your butt or you face plant. It's just like that. Yeah. So,
1: I, prefer al- I prefer alpine skiing to snowboarding because I, I, I'm not good enough to uh, be able to, like, consider the fact that I have the two feet, fi- the, the two feets like, mm-hmm, locked into mm-hmm. the same board, which is, uh,
0: but I guess you get used to it. Yeah, I think I we'll want to try it one of these days. But yeah, skiing is a little bit easier. But how are things going yeah. for you, Martin? How are things? Surviving. Yeah. Yeah. You're in charge of a large school.
1: And uh yeah well about a thousand Mac it's not uh, that, uh, <laughs> a, uh, thousand, it's a
0: thousand thousand yeah and nobody's yeah. nobody's actually using them right
1: well uh, a lot of them are using it uh, remotely oh. like we are using no machine right now to access the, the labs a few Windows uh, pcs as well using no machine because we we need that GPU acceleration um, but uh, but at the same time, like sometimes it's, it's used, like a, especially at the end of the semester, like for rendering and stuff like that, or software that the, the students can have uh, at home. But most of the software, we made it available on their computer at home. So provided that they don't have a potato at home, they, they can run it from
0: home. So. I think you were telling us before, a long time ago, when we first interviewed you and the other Montreal crew, you had this really cool script that would allow you to let people log in and use no machine.
1: Well, basically, yeah, it, it's tied into our calendar app. Like we have a little calendar calendar app that is tied to a, a software called Web Checkout. Web Checkout is it's not a fun software. <laughs> like it's, just, it's 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 uh, it's pretty uh, appalling. But um, basically, when somebody checks in, the um, uh, make an appointment or a reservation makes, makes a booking. Yeah, it makes a booking. Uh, it generates a, a VNC link for screen sharing and um, a no machine link for no machine to
0: that computer. So and how does pretty, it, how does that work? Is that do they have to be connected to a VPN or is that like a, a yeah. yeah they they simply connect to VPN
1: and then after that they either use screen sharing or uh, no machine depending on their needs. Personally, I like I don't like the no machine client that much because like for instance, if you do like a command Q, like it it. it kills your session. <laughs> uh, so, it's, uh, so so you just have to be careful because once you're used to screen sharing, it's it's optimal. But there's a lot of people also that are running Windows computers at home, so they don't have access to a screen sharing uh, uh, client from uh, Windows computers. Nice.
0: So, Being able to use the resources, that's definitely a puzzle yeah. I've been trying to solve too. Um, and I noticed that a local company here in Vancouver, uh, Teradici, big in visual effects. They're finally finally promising a Mac software client. So I know for years, they've been like an add-on PC card. Um, yeah, so.
1: but there's a lot of things like that. Like uh, we're using also Rhino, which is pretty much like the, the Mac version was always like, Ugh. Uh, and now the new version, yeah, it's a three D rendering yeah. uh, software, but it's used a lot, at, like uh, even like people that do like three D printing and stuff like that, they they render it uh, the, through that that software, and now the Mac version is getting better and better. So eventually, we might be able to get rid of Boot Camp.
0: Woohoo! Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, Rhino. That brings me back to when I was working at uh, uh, a certain art school. I won't mention. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that that Boot Camp does that that run on the M ones nope oh
1: no yeah but but but, I, but no but sometimes like you have to consider that like it doesn't run so it's your excuse to not do it yeah right yeah 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 so sometimes it's a it's a nice uh, way to uh, I, I don't know like just focus on the one thing like I think the M1s are already like uh, keeping us busy so not having to uh, manage a bootcamp as well is a, is a blessing.
0: I was, I was managing the M ones. I just read about something where it was like, if you're managing the M ones through jam or no, it was just maybe a, any MDM and you passed yeah. a profile for uh text or sex, it would like crash the machine, like just tank it. <laughs> yeah,
1: possibly because right now, like the, the thing that I, that I did is that I, I, I'm still just using monkey on them. Uh, but I, just didn't apply any profiles because the profiles need to be applied by MDM. So I'm going to craft those properly and send them to an MDM. So basically the MDM is just going to do profiles and monkey is going to continue doing uh, packaging. And and most of the packages that I made beside like complaining, because some of them are not signed uh, monkey. uh, Yeah, monkey doesn't doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. It just applies. So basically like, I think maybe in a week or two, I'm going to have like, at least 20 in production. So nice. Yes, yeah. just. Uh, but but it, but it's like very the very basic ones, like the classroom ones, uh, the ones that are gonna require like uh, I don't know, like a super expensive uh, music software like Pro Tools. Uh, I don't think it's uh, it's it's there yet. But I but but I think it's uh, it's getting there um, fast enough. Like there are so many updates that are coming in that it's just a matter of weeks before everything is supported, except like Sophos and all the other. Antivirus no, you don't, software. That is, you don't need
0: antivirus. There's no malware. <laughs> you just gotta. It's just
2: a rootkit to your machine anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the the funny thing is that the, the new uh, antivirus solution that is gonna come in uh, at my workplace, uh, they they say they tout like they say the biggest feature that we have is a root uh, rootkit access. Like you can access PowerShell root mode and just like. And it's like, okay, I just want to know who in the institution is gonna have access to that because, like, <laughs> this is like a security. Right. Because they, they, they make like this big solution that is all encompassing, but at the same time, like it it can be a little bit uh, uh, big brother. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, who could imagine someone hacking the actual, you know, antivirus tools, and then, <laughs> you know, that
3: would never yeah, happen. It, Solar right. Winds. It,
1: <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah it's just like I don't know, like we would install this software that, like pretty much everywhere that is in crucial uh, enterprises, and I don't understand that they didn't get a bigger slap on the wrist, like it's just uh yeah, I
2: don't think the fallout has has come of that yet it's gonna take yeah. a while' for, still for all of that sorting fall. through There's the a lot of yeah, investigations
0: the yeah. the remains of the burning building are still being sifted through. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. yeah exactly they're, as long as you're not like... running a, a water treatment plant you should be okay oh didn't
0: so. someone just hack a water treatment plant recently? <laughs> using TeamViewer? viewer Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah oops <laughs> you might want to secure yeah. that a little more and didn't malwarebytes say they'd been hacked recently too that just yeah, just came out Going yeah <laughs> these are the days
3: Maybe they should make a list of the uh, companies that weren't hacked instead. <laughs> That's
0: a, short, a, short a list. List. shorter list. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> now, I've been managing if, a few uh, M1s as well, um, and I found that uh, there's a few a few versions of software that are um, silicon only. I don't know if you've come across, but VLC has an ARM version. I don't know if they've released a uh, Universal scenes, and there's a... Um, I don't know how it's pronounced. GNU-PG or GnuPG. Yeah. Which, um, have you managed to get that working? It took me a while, but I have.
1: Yeah. The the, uh, the, the thing that I want to do is also like uh, see if in the uh, the actual uh, conditionals. If there is a way to like sift through, like okay, if you detect this this CPU, then install that proper I think package it's because
0: built in the you know, monkey. I think it's been the number yes. one question in the last three or four months. And there's like yeah, exactly. uh, I think it's
1: been there for years.
2: There's a
0: supported <laughs> architecture. Um, yes.
3: Exactly. Yeah. But and I think works. our conditionals
1: are not up to date for that. So I, I'm gonna have to dig dig into that. I don't that.
3: think you need to use conditionals. Yeah, they no. don't you don't need I don't
1: know,
0: to do it's just that. supported oh, It's already oh, it's already in the platform since okay. PowerPC. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's
2: yeah. been around since then.
3: Have you been playing with it, up here? Uh yeah, I mean with Monkey, I didn't have many problems. So yes, I used the support architecture. It took a while to find it, but uh, yeah, that works. <laughs> but uh, I've been I've been making um, Monkey Report uh, make uh, work. I don't know. Oh yeah, if I've noticed that. Well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen and, all your questions. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's answering me. Though. No, well, a little bit. A the little software. Bit, yeah.
0: The software is free, and the support is slow in coming.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. I'm guilty of that. Um, so i've been um, I haven't been involved for a while, but i've I've come back. so I've, i i um, I've been working on it, but i've I've come across several problems. Uh, first, uh, Apple changed a lot of the um, system profiler output. <coughs> so many things are different, and uh, depending on the on the Python script or whichever script is there and how it <coughs> got the data out, uh, I spend a long time on the power. One is so it outputs so much stuff, and uh, it, it's hard to figure out. I still can't figure out how they encoded the date, and no one uh, <laughs> I've looked around, no one seems to know. Uh, and it may be that they, they're actually doing the same thing as apparently they're doing with the manufacture date, it's, it's, it's encrypted in some way. We won't be able to, to get the manufacture it, yeah. Date. yeah. Apparently, that, that's what that someone said on the Slack channel, okay. So still it's true. to
2: this day, depending on which way you ask the system, it's either eleven two or eleven or, or ten sixteen two. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Apple has a little ways to go with this this new operating system of theirs. So. Well, it's, it's I it think might, it's
3: always going to be like this, you know.
2: Might be stable by twelve.
3: Yeah. <laughs> So I think at this point, uh, operating systems have become like cities, you know, if you started from scratch, you'd make the roads a bit wider uh, and so on, but it's too late. Uh, I think it's the same <laughs> with operating systems now.
2: I, I'd put bike lanes on him, and Matt probably would too. Yeah, yeah you, you'd, you'd have l- lots lane.
3: of, yeah, exactly. You'd have lots of things <laughs> that you, you didn't think back then when, especially in Europe when everything was, was built for wholesome cars. You know. So really
2: this is next fault. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but we have to support things today <laughs> oh
3: <laughs>
1: yeah but but i mean like for for uh, like as any platform like the the first generation it's a little bit like when we received the fear the first like uh, core duo before the core two duos like they weren't like those excellent machine like hardware wise they're super great but like software wise there's still uh, a little bit of support to, to go but like for for like very basic needs right now it's it's okay but I but I have yet to look at the monkey reporting for those machines I think um, I might not be happily surprised.
3: <laughs> well, the the, the the most of the problems are to do with Big Sur, so the changes are in Big Sur rather than the M1. Yeah, the M1 has a few. Sharper. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's they've changed the format, so it's it's on every machine, uh, in yeah. many cases. But on the M1, there are a few peculiarities. Uh, Right now, I'm trying to add a field, and I can't get past that. <laughs> and the migration won't work for me. and uh, I don't know why. So, but um, I'm trying to add the calls, number of calls, which is uh, a new variable. You're trying to upgrade your monkey report? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, I created a migration file, um, and it doesn't work. I don't know if this is the... Venue to discuss the details of it. No, oh, it's all good. <laughs> okay. The the, the um, troubles and pitfalls of open source and all <laughs> the tools that we're using. Well, it's it's so strange. I put a message on the on the uh, Monkey Report div, dev, uh, but um, I created migration files before. They all worked. I literally copied one of them, changed the, you know the field name, and it won't work. It just gives. Uh, that uh, syntax error about the chevron. It doesn't like the first character in my <laughs> in my migration. So uh, Mosen answered something, but I'm not sure because it's a bit beyond me. I'm not sure how <laughs> to how to um, apply what he said. I'm sure what he says is is right. Is it the migration just for the plugin data, or the plugin itself, or the migration for all of Monkey
0: Report from version to version? You're just talking about plugin, right?
3: Yeah, I'm just adding a field to an existing module, the GPU mm-hmm. module.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I've added fields to other modules when I expanded expanded them. There was never a problem. I just so I tried to check if uh, other migrations I had work and they work. They work. They're all the same. They all look identical. They literally all create one field. <laughs> so, well, you're certainly a lot braver and courageous than I am. <laughs> um, well, I, I got, I got, um, I got annoyed basically one <laughs> night, and, <laughs> and that was it. And w- once you start, it's like uh, you discover more and more problems. And
1: yeah, once you can't sleep, it's just like okay, now this ge- this needs fi- fixing now. So
3: yeah, so the the way I fix the power module is, is not good because I'm, I'm I mean it, it kind of works, but it throws up a PHP error. So. Um, It'd be good if someone clever than me can look at it, but that's the Python. No, the Python. Well, it's a PHP error. Yeah, it might be due to the Python code as well. So I don't know.
0: I mean, I was so excited last year at Mac DevOps when Aaron uh, said they were they were. Well, he was showing the new please migrate, not please migrate uh, the the please make module, and yeah, it's kind of like. I, I hope he was aiming it at me because he was like, anybody could make a plug in now. And so I was like, yes,
3: me. <laughs> but- yeah, and, and that works. That, that works. I actually created uh, a quick one just to test it out. And yeah, it, it works straight away. You, you don't really need to know anything. You just follow the instructions and it, and it does work.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Arian's very busy with his new job, which I think they're starting to use Monkey Report at his new job. And then, I mean, Tuxudo and John, he was super busy at work doing a million other things. Um, Lots of other people that have been very involved. I think uh, the other John is now working another job. (laughs) Um, Right. There was uh, Zach before that. He was very involved. New job. These new jobs, they're just killing open source. (laughs) But nice. it is strange there's
1: so many movement even during the pandemic it's it's pretty crazy like i i didn't think like i think that i, I was uh, it was my my understanding that people would just stay static like for the like hibernation mode for the time of the pandemic and then like they come out they shave and we go back <laughs> to, to normal life but it seems that uh, it looks like it's otherwise Nick, so.
0: you haven't changed jobs have you
4: no i'm still i'm still at like a oh
0: nice nice you like a the Leica. Like yes. Yep. So far so good. Nice. I mean, changing jobs in the States sounds a bit more exciting, quote unquote, than in other countries, perhaps where you're worried about healthcare following you. Um so I'm surprised when people do change jobs in the states, you know. But yeah, it's uh well I, I know that uh
4: we are we're hiring, uh, so our team has changed quite a bit. Um so yeah, um, it is quite an interesting time because I know that we've actually had one of our guys leave uh, specifically and uh, it's quite it, it can be quite a change up because now he was really big into Ruby uh, and mercurial for sources for um, source and we are now looking into moving to Git. <laughs> So uh, really, really big changes.
0: Yeah. So Leica needs some new people to move to Git and take over and move from Ruby to PHP. No, to Python. No, to Go. Now, what's the latest? Like, is it after Rust? There must be something like that. <laughs> Those
2: the,
1: all sound the, like horrible <laughs> options. Like like they would say in French, like the <laughs> langage du
0: moment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only better programming language is the one they haven't written yet. Someone else is going to write something.
4: Yeah. For me, I'm trying to push for a little bit of Swift. uh, So that way we can just be all native on Apple devices.
1: Yeah.
3: Makes
0: sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Greg can do it. (laughs) Yeah. Right? I mean, he didn't just do it for a Mac DevOps presentation. He wanted to learn Python, and then he wanted to learn Swift, and he did. Actually, a lot of the uh, stuff that
4: the talk that he brought up, was it two years ago? Yeah, I think so, two years ago,
2: yeah.
4: Uh, Was uh, really interesting, and that's kind of, I used one of the tools. I converted Ruby into Swift for one of our tools uh, right after that, so. uh, (laughs) Wow.
0: Yeah a real life impact. Yeah. So,
4: you know, using m- more of his his uh his examples
0: to, to help me out myself. So. Nice. This is a beautiful but, community we can inspire but each I, other. Uh, but,
1: yeah. I think it's it's good to to approach it as a swift like uh, I did a it's a it's a stupid little software. I adapted um, a script like just to uh to be able to dynamically uh, change uh, backgrounds. In classrooms and like s- keep it like persistent uh, throughout the user session. Like even if he plays around and changes it and changes that login, just bring it back to the the standard like uh, university colors. And basically like in the when it was like in the, in Python, like it it didn't work at like at login for instance and stuff like that. And once like I translated it to Swift, like it now like it can even change the the, the login at um, uh, the log and uh, the wallpaper without using, you know, that, that uh, library cache, um, like PNG file that gets created when you, uh, when you update your wallpaper or whatever. So so it's nice. It's just, uh, it's the only way that I've found to be able to do it in uh, Moave and Catalina. Because before you used to be able to inject and like uh, ICera wouldn't wouldn't care. But it's, uh, it's a nice little
0: software. You get these tasks at work that inspire you to find cool solutions. Sometimes it's desktop pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a
1: task. That was just like, ah, I, I like the new wallpaper that we like. The, the graphic designer made that wallpaper. And I was just like, oh, let's like make it stick.
4: <laughs> nice. Now, one of, the, yeah. uh, one of the projects that I had just got done doing is we were looking. We use a lot of Adobe plugins for uh, Photoshop and Illustrator. And a lot of the, some of them are licensed. And so because we cycle through computers quite a bit, those licenses get lost or those plugins where they're trying to be installed. So I actually just got done writing a a cell plugin to, um, that uses Adobe's extension command line tool to list all of them and get a list and then upload them to the service So now we can actually search and see what plugins people are using for photoshop and illustrator um so i gotta get that out on uh, github so that way it's more useful nice. but nice yeah Sounds because like sometimes it
1: report plugin <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but but it gets crazy after a while like uh, today i was helping somebody with the uh, Oh. And like we have like licenses that are like some of them are like cloud licenses, some are, are on a local server, and others are on physical ilocs spread a little bit everywhere. And the the problem is that right now, like a lot of those uh, areas, we don't even have access. Like we have to go on site. The machine is turned off, and like you can't like reclaim that license and bring it to somebody else, or so it's it's just like you say like okay, I'm gonna require those licenses. Okay, like this is gonna be like a two day job instead of
0: like fifteen minutes. So it's. <laughs> I remember when those iLok's first came out, I was like, oh, good, this is gonna solve all our problems. And then I was like, plugging them in, launching Pro Tools, what's license? I don't know. <laughs> Let's find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the network light the network iLOCK li-
1: uh, is uh, is awesome. Like we have a, a VMware server with a, a, a USB pass through uh, that, uh, that is that is has our like networked iLOCK, and basically like we just refer to that server from like uh, all the comp- computers that are running, for instance, like Pro Tools, but all the ones that have like specific plugin for that one computer instead of a cl- like a multiple seat mm-hmm. license. Those we still need the physical iLog, but at least like for the most part, people are supported for the the essential softwares. But now all these little plugins, I'd love to see yeah. them all go to the, that central location and be able to like tag the system and say, okay, this is just gonna go for that system. This it goes for this other one, or even better, like a little bit like with the Sassafras, like just let it available and once somebody activates it like uses it but it's one percent at a time that that
0: would be awesome but i mean the cloud is awesome but in my day we used to run license servers (laughs) when i was in i was in vfx it's like all these different kinds of license servers it was a bit of a pain everybody had something different flex lm rlm blah 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 blah. well that we're still using we have like um 10 of them (laughs) like we have asp
1: uh, flex lm um (laughs) Uh, uh, the iLock uh, network license.
0: I think one of, uh, one of the first scripts I ran or I, I created was basically to go talk to every license server and print out a page on a website so I could just see what's happening to all my licenses. But, yeah. you know, you see Sassafras and, and when I was in education briefly, it was like, oh, that's nice. And then eventually you get to the point where Adobe's like, yeah, no, cloud only or no license servers yeah. exist. And you're like, no, no, there is a world where they do exist and it's nice. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. The the, the part that I I like with Sassafras is also like you can make virtual restrictions, say like you have 16 licenses, even if they're not like a multi-seat, like you can say to your vendor, like if they need to audit you, like Mm. you say, well, there's only 16 seats that can run this specific software. So we're respecting your license uh, terms uh, without their licensing server being any like (laughs) evolved or whatever. So you can easily track that. So But it's It's definitely uh, helpful. uh, Yeah, licensing is a whoo. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) every vendor has his own uh, idea of what it should be. So
0: I remember our big, huge hack when I was in VFX was we'd license it to a USB uh, Ethernet dongle so that we could move it to another server if the server died, you know, because they would be like, no, you have to lock it to that machine. Like, what if that machine dies? Or we decide to move our server? (laughs) I remember when I I
1: had a licensing server at my old job uh, where we did a P2V and I imported the MAC address from the network card. And then I took the network card, the physical network card that was in there, and I kept it on my office so that it wouldn't come back with that specific MAC address on that subnet. <laughs> nice. So, but from there, like I was able to image that server. So if there was like a crash or something, I didn't need to uh, like, change the MAC address on all the client computers. So
0: Yeah, I mean, if your license server goes down and no licenses, but I guess we um, have the cloud now and the cloud never goes down. Then cloud yeah.
2: down. I know yeah. when, when Apple started uh, blocking IP addresses and blessing specific IP addresses to access their tools and network. I uh, decided to just put uh, Mac Mini in the cloud and actually license that static IP address and do everything that way, and then just VPN into it anytime we needed anything. Yeah, it was spectacular.
1: It's uh, sometimes it's a little bit like. Uh... Not cumbersome, like, but it's just a, it's like some, some restrictions sometimes are just like, it, it takes a lot of time just doing what you, what you were planning on doing on that day. Like, it's just like, okay, I need this to connect to that to, And then it's, just, it's just a, like a never ending story. So.
0: Or if they maybe let you have VPP in the States or books and that you can't do it in Canada. So then you're like stuck. Oh, you're allowed to do it here, but we can't do it where I am. Yeah. The-
1: I think once the border reopens, I'm gonna get myself like a US uh, uh, PO box mm-hmm. because I imported a few things during the pandemic and like these, uh, like the the the, the, um, the duties, the service, oh. the duties. But the, not just the duties, but the the service. Like for instance, UPS and stuff like that. They they scam you. Like it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm I'm gonna go to Plattsburgh and get my stuff every three months.
0: <laughs> that's, that's that was pretty big here in the. Pre-pandemic times, people are going to like, uh, uh, yeah, just to Bellingham or across the border, you know, or uh, Point Roberts—that tiny little bit of oh, land. <laughs> I saw a documentary about a uh,
1: Point Roberts. That's crazy. Like mm-hmm. they're just like, like all the history behind that that
0: place, and they're just like it, basically trapped. There's no way to get to it except through Canada. So if you get yourself yeah, delivered. Crazy. It's cheaper. You can get U.S. Amazon, U.S. Postal rates. It's like, it's yeah. so much cheaper. Like it, <laughs> cost- it to
2: go through Canada yeah. to Point Roberts, right? It's like if I send, like when
0: I send somebody one of those uh, DevOps for Dummies books cost me like 35 bucks to send it to you, Martin. And then yeah. I could tell JD to send it or he could send it to like Point Roberts. It cost him like two bucks. He's like, we have book rate. We like books. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, but
1: that's the thing. Like, there, there's so many things like that that it's missed opportunities because, like, it's so cheap. to, And it's not like I want to, to, uh, to um, spend, like, crazy in the U.S. But, for instance, like, uh, computer parts, car parts, maybe except GPUs. I think they're saying, like, with the new tariffs in the U.S., like, GPUs are eventually going to be more expensive in the U.S. than in Canada. So we... We have a small victory there, but beside that, the rest, like it's it's so hard to 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 get like a, a fair price on the, I think a lot was, of
0: components. It was very strategic on the founding uh, fathers, founding people of Canada, to cede some land to the Americans so that we could get better postal service. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: yeah. So how is Cell these days, Nick? I haven't used it in a million years. or I'm, I love Monkey Report. So. It's good. Um,
4: it's our main reporting system for Macs. So uh, I haven't uh, updated too much since the pandemic. Cause I've been busy, one, with getting laptops out, and then, two, uh, trying to uh, get Catal- Catalina in the hands of people. Um, because uh, trying to find an MDM solution was something that I was work- that I worked on for quite a long time,
0: and then just in your town, aren't there?
4: Yes, Simple <laughs> is is there. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, Taylor wouldn't
2: wouldn't work with you.
4: <laughs> no, he he did. We trialed Simple. We we liked it, but we needed a little bit more, so we went with a different uh, different one. But uh, nice. Hey, uh, so you got now. Now the main project is federated Apple IDs because that isn't a a wonderful situation to be in uh, <laughs> when you have two hundred and some odd accounts to your domain.
0: Sounds awful.
4: <laughs> it is. Uh, we yeah, trying to. Uh, we're in the process of giving us. Uh, a lot of people, iPads too. Um, and when we first started with one department at the time, it was here, here's an iPad, create your own Apple ID, and you can buy apps and everything with, like that. Lock it,
1: lock it to yourself <laughs> and find activate Find yeah. My Mac. <laughs> um,
4: and uh, so thankfully we did have, We did set the activation lock to not work. Um, That's something foresight. But now we're trying to increase what departments have that. So now the task is: Hey, let's stop using personal and go to federated Apple IDs. So got some questions with that. So, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm working
0: on. How did you? How do you solve the uh, work from home situation? Like, how do people? Access? Are you working like with caches and v- proxies, or people VPNing and just? Yeah, we're doing a lot of remote desktop
4: at the moment. VPN uh, on on the laptop, and just VPN in, and data still stays in the local network. It's a little buggy uh, for VFX, but yeah, it it it's working. So. <laughs>
0: oh, I mean. Terdici is bragging about some Mac client coming out soon, but uh, lots of lots of other, like uh, Martin said, he's using No Machine. I saw a new one today called Jump Desktop. Oh yeah, and there's a bunch of yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I um, mean, we're using Post Labs. So. Oh yeah, we use Teradici on Linux and uh, No Machine. So, what's the other one? Turd. They're a Vancouver company. Well, Burnaby, it's like right next to Vancouver, but they're big in VFX. It's usually just a card you put in and like, that's how Sony moved from LA to Vancouver. They're like, yeah, we just have, we just told everyone to move to Vancouver and the machine stayed in LA. I think they since moved to Seattle, but it's basically, you just plug into your internet and you have a Wacom and it just, just pushes the pixels. So literally you're just seeing into your SAN or your network or whatever. Okay. So basically, you just
1: need to feed it a pipe. Like you, you have to have a big enough pipe at home. And yeah, oh. Oh, the
4: okay. I will say is coming from working at Wacom uh, for a little bit. Uh, the Wacom delay—it's uh, a little annoying. Yeah, it is, and it <laughs> depends on the. It actually depends on the application. So, like some applications work better than others, and I know uh, one issue is Mari. Where if you try to actually use Wacom, it's not usable. It the delay is so bad. The the artists are like, nope, we will not use TerityG for that for that application.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit like I tried the, all the the different streaming platforms for gaming on Mac. Like I tried, the, I was on the G G four GeForce GeForce Now beta, uh, and then I tried also the what was the other one? Was it the Google oh, the Stadia thing yeah. or but it's always like just that latency is just a little bit too much. Just to like it, you, you can consider, but it's it's always like a it's a little bit like trying to run crossover to to get uh, wine running on Mac. So it's 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 always uh, just enough so that you don't embrace that solution as a permanent solution. Like it's. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, it's a bit. Uh, I mean, harsh. for my video clients, have been using Postlab and Postlab Drive, and basically they're using you know Git and Git LFS, Gitlab, and basically you're just checking in, checking out, and you're always working locally, just using the cloud as your sort of referee. And then yeah. Postlab Drive is Lucid, so basically it's like it mounts as a volume using fuse, and you just like treat it like a regular hard drive, and it just uses like whatever fast cache you have. And we, but we only put proxies. Some people use it for full full res, but we. So easy to make proxies the video stuff, and then you just work off proxies and work locally, um, but yeah, it's always the last mile if your internet is kind of crap
1: <laughs> yeah so basically like we just need a super huge pipe we can be in a shack in the middle of nowhere as long as there is a starlink service yeah do we know it does,
2: is, does anyone have Starlink or know anyone that has Starlink? I have a client that has Starlink, and I've been given the option to give Elon Musk and company $600 to be in the beta, which just doesn't seem, and those are U.S. dollars. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's, that's a high point of entry to beta test uh, an internet connection that may or may not work, and you have to sign off that you can't complain
0: that it may or may not this work. This is from a company that makes... 50 to $100,000 cars that you're beta testing that are full self driving.
2: <laughs> well, and let's not talk about the multi million dollar rockets that are putting the satellites in yeah. into to space, but you know. That uh, fall sure. gracefully
1: back to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> but it's graceful. Well, it's
2: not super so, graceful. It, it's just boom. <laughs> SN9 was not so graceful. Yeah, yeah exactly.
3: Uh, what, what happened with that train? Oh, the boring company, you, it, you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah the train oh. that was supposed to go, you know, the, in the Yeah, park. exactly.
1: The boring company. Like and, um, they, they, I, I think there's a beta, like they did a beta of it, but I think it's just like, like,
2: they, they started it in Las Vegas and he ended up putting Teslas in a tunnel. Yeah. The boring company transportation system.
0: Like even, but the, the other thing you're talking about, yeah, the boring, boring tunnel, the boring, tun- the tunnels are boring. Um, <laughs> It's just, just, test- I mean, have they ever heard of subway, subways, trains, <laughs> right. public transportation, mass yeah. transit? I mean, but but I think the boring company, yeah, but this yeah. was uh, this,
3: this was supposed to be a really clever technology. So, oh, yeah, the vacuum, uh, vacuum tube. pipe of some sort, the hyperloop, oh. yeah,
2: hyperloop, 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 yeah.
3: so. hyperloop but even that, that, that. Is. yeah, uh, I, I, it seemed unreal. I mean, I'm not an engineer, but it doesn't, I mean, um. They have the maglev trains in China and Japan. I'm mean, like, why throw a vacuum tube on top of that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was uh, it was obviously in in his dream. It it makes a lot of sense, and it, it, and it would be great because it, no friction. You know, it's a, you can travel. No, but they should speed. just
1: introduce the same system as they have in the hospitals. Like you know, when they're oh, trans- yeah. transferring like paper and stuff like that. Those little yeah. Like a uh, rocket things that that go with uh, pr- pressured air. So basically, like you shove a lot of uh, of air pressure in Las Vegas, and then poom up to uh, to Los Angeles.
0: So. Yeah, the the new yeah, yeah. pneumatic pneumatic I think my, when in. my wife worked at a hospital, they kept having announcements on the intercom: "Do not send your samosas and other food through the vacuum tubes." That
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it sticks.
2: <laughs> I want one that delivers beer. I'll take a samosa. Oh, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> at
1: four, Yeah, at 4 p.m., like, everybody gets a beer. Like, it's just fresh from the, the, the fridge downstairs. So I'm pretty sure there, w- there, there would be, like, congestion. At My wife my wife's works in the hospital, and they have those uh, carts that bring, like, either food or, uh, um, uh, like, drugs and stuff like that to people. But, like, sometimes they collide together, and they say, please, like, get off the way. Please, and the, both of them are, are arguing. But my wife filmed it, and it's so funny because the, the two of them like would go back and then try the situation again, and like still a conflict. And eventually, like like somebody had to oversteer one to continue. Uh, like it's just. <laughs> I like those kind of dilemmas. It's. Uh,
0: that's that's a metaphor for how sysadmins work. We're yeah. r- robots hitting our heads together. <laughs> Please, yeah. step out of the way.
2: Not actually uh, do- looking at
0: the situation, just beating our heads against each other. Or- it's an X Y problem. What is? What are you really trying to solve? No, you. What are you really trying to right. solve? <laughs>
1: yeah. And eventually, it works. It works out like just uh, somebody gives and
0: yeah. Uh,
2: Let's just try a new language. That'll fix it.
0: Well, somebody posted. I was complaining about how I hated Fuse and using uh, Lucid or PostLab Drive that uses Fuse. Like to, you can put any file system on there, and it's great technology. But you know, you have to get Fuse to work on your Mac. And someone's like, "Oh, yeah. I saw this project on GitHub where somebody reimplemented Fuse in Go." I'm like, "That could be good, or it could be really bad. I don't know." <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll share a little. Yeah. Fuse was awesome. Like back in the days,
1: I remember like I had like an EXT3, EXT4 and uh, NTFS driver all on um, uh, on Fuse and it was working flawless like I think in 10.6.8 or something. Uh, but then after that, like it, they started like NTFS 3G became like more of a paid software. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think also like uh, Paragon took also the EXT3 and 4 projects but I I know that it's like, like it's pretty cons- time consuming to make them all work and like it's it's a good idea to have a kind of a business plan if you uh, if you eventually want to get a little bit of money and pay your mortgage. But yeah,
0: well uh, the fuse project just renamed itself to MacFuse and I'm not sure what was the the reasoning, but um, it's still being used and I know people that are using like uh, the SSH file system to like mount SSH you know volumes. Um, and we're using it with Lucid to mount that object store as a like a volume, and so it's still being used. And this yeah. Git, you using it, Nick?
4: Uh, we have a user using the SSH, and then I also have MacFuse in my Monkey uh, optional repo, so uh, still being quite yeah. useful for us. And yeah. then I know um, the. In the drives. Here's a nice tip for uh, the people that like movies. The drives that show up at theaters that ingest the movies into the projectors are actually l- encrypted Linux and e- I think it's uh oh ext3, I oh, think. Man. Um and uh, those. So our media and services department. We're trying to figure out how to load the how to read those drives, um, and so that's where why fuses in our monkey repos speak just for that is so that way they could read Linux on their Macs since most of the media services use Macs versus Linux.
1: Is that like the for the DCP format, correct? Like the, the, yeah, okay. I didn't know that it was like all the, uh, yeah, I see, I'm looking at the, the specs of it, yep, and okay. So. Because I know that we're deploying Easy DCP, but beyond that, like I'm just like, okay, I'm updating it. Here you go. <laughs> Sometimes when you don't dive in, you you don't realize uh, like all the implications.
4: Yeah, and then they're all stored on
1: Pelic- in Pelican cases. Oh yeah, those are neat. <laughs> I had a, one of my teacher used to like bring in, cla- in the classrooms back when the SSDs were super expensive. Like the, the, the we had like removable hard drive, but he wanted the, the class to go very fast. So he would bring SSDs. But since they were very expensive, he would bring it bring them back every time in his Pelican case and just like, okay, kids like put it in. And then like we would start from those SSDs. And then, but I think it, back then it was like 64 gig SSDs. And he was just like very like counting them at uh, at the end of every courses just to make sure sure that he still had all the all his kits. So.
0: Do they have a special name for these SSDs? Were they called were they Because I know for the uh, computer carts at school they would call them cows. My kids go to French yeah. school and they were like calling them the vash. And I'm like, why are they called Va- Vash? And they're like, we don't know. I'm like, because in English, they're cows, the
3: computer on wheels. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. No, did...
3: <laughs> okay. Not... Apple still calls them Macintosh hard drive, don't they? Yes. Yeah. But what would you call a special Pelican case that can
0: you know saves all your ssds i have to be an udder or something i don't know
1: i Com- go more like military for for me in pelican <laughs> case i've i've always been like strategical something like you know like somebody assembles like mm. a, a gun or something it's the same kind of i i, I always had that per- perception you
0: have to come up with a At, good uh, acronym strategic ssd storage removal device yeah,
1: yeah exactly cool. yeah The Pelican
2: cases I used to use for a a client of mine, we used to ship around uh, a dozen uh, PowerBook G4s uh, with all the power supplies and accoutrements for for that. And we called it, please don't lose this. (laughs) That's what we called (laughs) it. Please don't lose this because it was a ton of money tied up in one plastic foam filled box. But yeah, those were the days.
1: (laughs) The one thing that I miss from my old job that I like, I should have asked my my old boss like, can I keep that eventually? Like, it was we had we still had like a carry bag like when we needed to go on other sites uh, at the college, and it it was like the carry bag for uh, Macintosh classics. Oh wow! You nice. know, like you would put like your Ma- like you had, like, mm, the, the yeah. Macintosh classic and then the keyboard that would fit on the side. It's a great thing with an uh, with a Apple logo on the side, and but like people just kept it like just for carrying stuff like especially in the winter like w- when i was uh, bringing like switches and stuff just uh that's awesome nice I'm, gonna uh,
2: sh- I'm gonna show my age here but i had one of those for my lc575 when i went to college
1: oh i i was yeah. like my my first like real uh, coup de coeur with uh, apple was my mom was uh, she was making the uh, she was working in the communication at her uh, uh, at her business and she was making like a local journal every week. Like they would print it, like they would send it to the printer and then bring it back. So you can imagine. So she was one of the few that had like a, 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 a Macintosh LC2. And when she started showing me like all the fonts and that I realized that it wasn't like bitmap, that it was like a vector-based and that, that you could okay. scale it up so I printed like so much stuff at her workplace the days that <laughs> that, I, that I was there, and I think like they must have spent a lot of toner on me. So, especially with the zap zap ding, ding bat, and like you you just start coloring those. So. I,
0: I had a bunch of LCs, but my favorite computer was the one I had in college or university. It was the classic two, and it's just like the handle, and I could just carry it yeah. around, and it was just yeah, it was yeah. A tiny screen, but it was awesome. <laughs> but uh, but uh, my my personal favorite was
1: the SE thirty. Oh, yeah. uh, because I got it like way after it was like still a prime time, but it was one of the the computers that I had at home that was mine compared to all the others that I tried uh, in university and uh, in uh, in high school, etc. So, like I have a, that that little f- warm and fuzzy feeling because like it was the first that was first of all inexpensive, <laughs> and then, and I think like if like I went from an sc 30 to a uh, uh, iMac G3. Oh. Because they had a program in Quebec that it was called uh, like connect the families, and they would subsidize like half of a computer. Wow! So and that was around like I, uh, I first uh, installed like there was Mac OS 9 and the, what was the um, Mac OS 10 before the, the Aqua UI like Copeland?
2: Copeland, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah so I was I installed like side by side Copeland and uh, Mac OS 9. Nice. Um, and then eventually like they started like they went with the Puma and uh, Jaguar and
0: yeah when my first uh, computer after university was that G3 the blue and white and which that opened up on the side i love that mm-hmm. it was so awesome uh, that, yeah.
2: the G4s were the best best machines they ever made well the g 5s were, were too accessible. big
0: and the Intel ones yeah. were like i oh, yeah. i threw my back out it. it was just like so so huge those Intel ones i
1: bought i bought my G4 with the you know the the last uh, cathodic uh, tube uh, oh, the cathode Apple made yeah. the cathode the cathode the, the transparent the translucent mm. monitor with uh, I it wasn't a DVI it was like ADC connection yeah like that that would uh, yeah. feed the power that was so elegant but I bought it used from a guy and I paid with $20 bills so I brought like a stash <laughs> of bills and then the, the guy was just like, what's happening now? Like, just <laughs> but, I, but I didn't know how to do it, to, like, uh, decide that because back then, like, you didn't have, like, uh, e-transfers and stuff like that, so.
0: You just, $20 bills that you're laundering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, <laughs> I need to, need I need to any, clean uh, this money. This has been a reminiscing episode of Our Favorite Macs on the Mac DevOps podcast yeah. where we <laughs> don't talk about the cloud.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, thank you, Martin. Thank you, Ophir. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, everybody, uh, especially Jack, Daniel, Strong, for being the most handsome, most <laughs> awesome, most clever podcast co host. 50 episodes. Woo-hoo! Woo! I think, yeah, we have five people listening all the time. <laughs> mostly, mostly me from
3: different devices. <laughs> get those number ups (laughs) well yeah who 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 uses uh, monkey reports oh definitely definitely martin me on a daily basis
0: (laughs) i have it installed (laughs) i never look at it oh that's what's a good of a reporting tool if you don't look at it jd
2: who has time for reporting
0: i mean there was this magic mozen version that he was going to have that was going to alert you but that that seems to have died like
3: other mozen projects uh (laughs) I actually wrote a script, what? Is, it's, it's it's terrible. <laughs> it's really low quality, but uh, uh, it, it just everything takes time like to do properly. And uh, I'm not very good at, at those things, so it takes me double the time. Well, you're in so the right place, probably ten times. <laughs> right. So I wrote this, I wrote a script that sends me email. it It does an SQL query for stuff that I want. So potentially you could query any parameter you want. As long as you know which one you listen. It's genius. For. I should have thought of that, but I will steal your idea. No, I will steal your script. I don't
0: want your idea. I want the script.
3: <laughs> oh, no, better yet, like <laughs> the script is terrible, but I'm I'm prepared to share it if you're prepared to uh, improve it.
1: Yeah, but but uh, I'm going to ping you on uh, on <laughs> yeah, Slack.
3: Yeah, yeah. Please share. Yeah, uh, uh, but but it's it's really the wrong approach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, right. It's a, it's a shell script that runs on on a cron on my on a cron job as a cron job on my server. But the right approach would be to run it as a PHP script that generates a PHP based email. You know that uses the template. You know and the theme of the of M- Monkey Report, whichever theme you're using. Or something approximating it at least. I'm you gonna know. get this expression but, uh, wrong, but
0: is perfect the enemy a good, or is good the enemy a perfect? I don't know, but
3: good, you've made yeah. it, so it's good no, enough. It's not, <laughs> well, <laughs> not just it's good, not. It's it's, good I don't enough. think it's the right approach, though. I think the <clears throat> I know Tuxedo will, will tell me it's the wrong approach. <laughs> yeah, because he, he already told me <laughs> off for doing <laughs> stuff like this. <laughs> oh, but but <laughs> you have
1: to be careful around purists, yes, because it's just some, yeah. some people like they're, they're like a. I, I've discovered there are many churches in IT. Like there's a, like there's the 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 the, the 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 cult of uh, Emacs, the cult of Vi, the cult of uh, all the. the there's only languages. one church. Oh, come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, nano. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> yeah, I mean. I was yeah. so happy when we could make plugins from Monkey Report and make them easily because I used uh, P5 backup and archive software and I just wanted all these plugins and so I was able to write some and over the years, you know, I wrote some with Watchman. but trying to get the yeah. software to give me what I wanted, I'm like it display- displays it in the GUI, but I can't get it from the command line. And so yeah. over the years, I'd make feature requests and they would add certain things for me and certain things I'd be like, I want to know the license information and they're like, no, Okay, so then I finally broke down and wrote a, a monkey report script, and it's all a bunch of SQL commands. I just go into the database and grab it. It's yep. yeah. I refuse to share it because it's kind of ugly and not the right way, but it works. No, but, <laughs> but
1: there's there's so many things like I remember when I was a before when I was a network administrator, like a, I would like like scavenge like all the mibs for all the equipment that I was uh, supervising. And then I would like make monkey, uh, not, not monkey, but uh, Najos modules for uh, everything that I wanted to check, and it was so awesome because I could even get like the the the. I didn't need any uh, like uh, temperature sensors or whatever in, in all my my server closets. Like I would get the temperature from the switches. <laughs> I would get the like the only thing that I, that that I was uh, that I was thinking of is just like I don't get the humidity. So I I have like the temperatures, but like there's no MIB to get the, the humidity. There's no barometer in the um, in the the Cisco switches. So that's. Uh, like a missing feature, like they could maybe add to that, like eventually, like, it's going to be raining. (laughs) You don't say. Somebody had a
0: party and there's beer on the server room floor. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. Or or no beer in the switch, like port one to eight are now broken. That
2: that switch is going to cost you twice the amount that that it currently does (laughs) just to add that barometer in there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I think Cisco are already creative enough to for their pricing like without any feature, <laughs> like it's just. <laughs> uh, I was yes. I was looking at that uh, putting 10, uh, 10 it at, at my place, um, and even like with Microtech, it's it's so expensive. What like about Nestier?
0: That's pretty cheap.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, like I, I'd like to stay in the SFP because I, I saw that like if you go uh, t- ten gig copper, like sometimes you don't achieve that real like ten gig. Um, what's so, what's gonna
0: push ten uh, gig your house? I have. I'm sitting next to two Sands.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, well, I have a Freenas. I, I, I now have a Freenas server um, uh, running with a super micro uh, motherboard, and I have my Mac Pro. Nice. So basically, I just need, like, uh, the, the two NICs, and uh, I already have the, the, the space for the... Um, the the fiber optic to go downstairs in my server room so nice well, i so, just been pl- so
2: nick head over yeah oh not that type of nick oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> nick <laughs> i have been playing with this new thunderbolt san so basically it's like it's thunderbolt 40 gig you know like san so you just plug in four thunderbolts and you got like a actual stornex san in a raid box
1: <laughs> stornex oh yeah yeah
0: the uh, and what what is it it's uh, simply s y m p l y Okay. Send you a link, but basically they managed to take a RAID box that has a built-in Thunderbolt switch, and um, they basically shoved in a couple uh, NVMEs of like uh, StorNext and Axel asset management. And so in one box, the shape of a RAID, you have like the StorNext server, you have everything in there, and it's really wow. awesome. Been testing it. So
1: basically, so basically, it's a little bit like a, a direct attached storage, but with
0: StorNext. Yeah. And so that's you can use optical nice. Thunderbolt and go as far as optical Thunderbolt goes, no problem.
1: Um, yes, send me uh, info. That's great. That's great.
3: The QNAP works, a few videos. Yeah, the QNAP works, but that's 10 gig uh, Ethernet over Thunderbolt. This is actual fiber channel over Thunderbolt. Yeah, no, it does it does it does 20 as well. I think it even does 40. I might be wrong, but I think it does 40. I don't know if they yeah, I don't know if it but it's 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 basically different traffic,
0: so it's Ethernet as opposed to emulating fiber channel. So I'll I'll oh, take a slower Fibre Channel over a faster Ethernet any day, but I'm a Fibre Channel snob. Yeah, because
1: <laughs> no, no, but but but
0: sometimes like the overhead with the the IP uh, protocol yes. stack might might make a difference. But but yeah, yes, sending large
2: frames and things like
0: that. Yeah, jumbo frames. I mean, I was I've been pretty surprised over the last couple years that some of my editors are now using 10 gig NFS for video, and even one gig SMB works, but. Yeah, I mean, Ethernet is astounding when you just, like a American superhighway, if you just make it bigger and bigger and bigger, you can do certain things. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but but I think, like, sometimes, like, you're looking at a problem, like, from an IP perspective, like, p- perhaps, like, a, a direct attach or, like, Thunderbolt connection, mm-hmm. like that might be a, oh, it's a, the clever way to approach it. It's yeah. pretty awesome.
0: I mean, yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining I, us. I don't want to keep everybody forever. Yeah, this is nice. It's good to talk about different topics. And this has been the super well-planned, organized podcast episode, as I always organize them. Right, JD? (laughs) Always, (laughs) yes. And very easy to edit. If you want to sponsor the Mac DevOps podcast, uh, just give us a shout at hello at mdoyvr.com. We'll be accepting sponsorships for the podcast and for the next year's conference Thank you to our Mac DevOps YVR 2020 sponsors. Our sponsors for Mac DevOps YVR, the conference 2020 Mac Stadium, our platinum sponsor. Thank you so much for helping us out. Sauce Labs, our gold sponsor. SimpleMDM, our silver sponsor. And Adigee, our bronze sponsor, as well as Elastic, our community sponsor. Thank you so much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests. And thank you to our co hosts. Today's episode was edited by JD Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service.
0: Yeah, acronyms. I hate them.
2: We live by TLAs, though.
0: (laughs) Three letter acronyms (laughs) that define our SLAs. Yeah.